Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Secondhand Sports. We got a quick episode for you guys today. Matthew had some uh, scheduling conflicts, so me and Gunnar put together a lightning episode on a few sports stories and some news that we've been hearing about, so hope you guys enjoy. This is pretty much just like a regular episode, except it's fast. Now, is there anyone out there who wants to go fast? Anybody? I want to go fast. Okay, lightning round episode. We'll start off with the NFL. Well, first of all, happy birthday, Gunner. Today is Gunner's birthday. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Last episode, I was 22. This episode, I'm 23. Wow. The it, days start coming and they don't stop coming. <laughs> <and they> d- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a, a foreshadowing, that last episode that we had. Yeah. Yep. It's perfect. Start off with the NFL Combine started. Joe Burrow's tiny hands, man! What what a story they're making of this! How and ridiculous! I, I loved his reaction on Twitter too. That's like the the biggest story is his thing on Twitter where he was like, "Man, I guess I should just retire now because my tiny hands are just so um, inferior." It's so. like they were they were talking about Kyler Murray's size. What, right. Was that last year, two years ago? Yeah. And they, I mean, they talked about that like the whole off season, and then after like the first two games. Like, it was never mentioned again. Right, exactly, yeah. Now, this, too, one of the people that uh, Derek Carr, he plays for the Raiders, he has tiny hands, and he has, like, the most fumbles, like, per season (laughs) out of every quarterback. So, but, I mean, also, this is Joe Burrow we're talking about. Yeah. The God. Yeah, and and the size of the football, I'm pretty sure, is actually no different. If if I'm correct about this, it's just the texture. Right. uh, Or the, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. But he's been practicing with NFL footballs for probably like since January at this point, I'm sure. So, yeah. yeah. And um, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. He's got tiny hands too. And he just, what, a second season in the league wins a Super Bowl. Yeah. He doesn't, you know, he never fumbles. I mean, I guess every now and then he fumbles it, but. Yeah. Not that much, though. Yeah. It's not like a, a talking point. Right. Exactly. Um, also in the NFL, the new CBA is being voted on, and here's here's my take. There's so many takes about it at this point, but my thing is Twitter has completely changed the way we view the CBA this time around. Last time it was in like like we said 2010, 2011 when it was being signed, and this is going to affect the next ten years of the labor you know laws, I guess you could say, inside the NFL. And now that we have more of a player's perspective, like Aaron Rodgers came out, Russell Wilson, um, J.J. Watt said that they're you know they're refusing to sign it very quickly because the NFL executives are trying to push something through super fast so they can start doing the TV deals. And what these guys, the players, are saying is, no, we need to we need to have patience for something like. This of this magnitude, when you're talking about extending the games, um, adding games in the playoff, you're adding work for these players, and it's something that will affect the next 10 years of football in the NFL. So, I mean, I totally am on the player side. I know last the last go-around, 
most people were on the executive side because the media painted the picture like, okay, these guys don't want to work. Like we're just trying to get a deal done. But it's obvious from the player's perspective that they want to have patience and make sure that everybody in the NFL is getting a fair, you know, scoop of it. So, yeah. Yeah. That, there's not much more I could put into it than what you just said. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm fired up about this because it's, it's obvious what the executives are trying to do. And the fact that Twitter and other social media is available for the players to be like, no, this is our perspective. This is what's actually going on when they go into those meetings. So It's kind of strange think. looking at it, too, because wasn't the representative vote, wasn't it pretty much split down the middle for for and against? or? Yeah, I think so. It, it seems like... I don't. Know. I was reading about it today. Yeah. It just seemed this is secondhand, str- so <laughs> yeah, it seemed kind of strange that there was two separate votes. I'm assuming it was the the player representatives, and then I'm guessing, I don't know, whoever else votes, coaches or yeah, um, it's yeah. But it was team for, executives for both of them. It was split like almost directly down the middle. It was like 17 and 14 for one of them. And yeah, we'll see. Um, I'm not sure when the deadline is to get the the deal done. Um, but I know that the players are pushing against um, extending it and actually, you know, going through the entire agreement. So um, we'll we'll definitely be covering that. I mean, Twitter is all over at this point too. If you follow any kind of sports um, accounts and things like that. Moving along, college football A and M hires LSU's running back coach Tommy Robinson, and Kevin Falk moves up to be the new running backs uh, coordinator there. So. I think it's a great move. Yep. I'm sure we'll get Matthew's take. Um, yeah, we were just looking. He's the LSU's all-time rushing leader and a three-time Super Bowl champion. He played for the Patriots. So, obviously, if if he knows what he's doing in a Super Bowl three he times. Was, he was on the 2003 <laughs> National Championship team. Yep. He Yeah, LSU through and through. He's also the guy who uh, punched the A&M guy. It, it was A&M. Yeah, yeah. After, after, after the, that, the seven yeah, overtimes After the whatever. loss, whenever one of them – Push that guy uh, with was it Parkinson's or ALS? ALS for, something like for that for LSU, yeah. and then he grabbed the guy and hit him, and it was a huge deal for like two days, and then it swept yeah, over. Kinda, yeah, LSU bleeds purple and gold. Oh yeah, baby! All right, college hoops. Every single D one team has at least one loss and one win against another D one team. This just means that March Madness <laughs> is going to get insane. Yeah. Um, or what if it's just a complete flip-flop this year where every year it's like you think you know what you're doing and then yeah. March Madness is crazy. This year it's almost exactly how the rankings go. Right, yeah, all chalk, yeah. Yeah, it could go that way, but, but it's they, not. they don't call it March Madness for nothing. There's just too, there's too many teams. Every year I, I look at the, the bracket, I'm like, geez, Louise. Every year I'm like, I'm amazed at how many teams there are and um, all just the diversity of these teams playing because most of it isn't in conference. You know what I mean? Like it's just all over the board. So most That's of these teams, that th- these teams aren't playing each other during the regular season. Yeah, know? yeah. It's it's hard. It's definitely hard to gauge how they're going to play against each other. You know, in the tournament, whenever yeah. they have, you know, they're in this conference, this cupcake conference, and then right. some of them, yeah, you know, are complete absolute basketball conferences, and yeah. it's very strange. But right. I think uh, it's insane how. They have so much confidence that nobody is going to get that get all the teams right that they literally will, they'll let you do you know 20, yeah. 20 entries per account. I'm pretty sure they don't even care how many accounts you have. Just yeah. 20 entries per right account, for ESPN at least. Yeah, the probability is so small that you're going to get it right. 
Uh, McNeese beat Southeastern. That's a great win for them to try to get some momentum back after the loss to UNO, even though Southeastern had like a 7-18 and 18 record. Yeah. But still, it's still a good yeah. win. You know? And Cookstausen went off. He had, yeah, really. what, like 9, 10, 11, 3, something no like kidding. that. Yeah, he, oh, bro- wow. he broke McNeese's regular season record. for. Holy uh, smokes. Yep. That's awesome. That's awesome. Man, we ought to get him on the show then. That, yeah, it'd be pretty neat. Yeah. He, uh... Drew, if you're yeah. listening, <laughs> send us a tweet. He's, I, or I, I know for sure he beat McNeese's record, and I think he was like maybe two off Close from, from the, the Southland record. Oh, wow. So Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, NBA, Bradley Beal putting the team on his back for the Wizards. This is just a stat that I saw. Of his top eight scoring games, like the, the, the games that he had the most points, seven of them he's had over 40 points. And the only other one, the the eighth game was he had thirty seven points, and all of those were losses, every single one. He scored fifty three points the other day, and they still lost to the Bulls. It's like, what does this guy got to do? And the meme is going around now. I'm sure you've seen it on Twitter. The meme of him just like sitting there ticked off after a game because it's like they just they cannot get it together for some reason. Also. Milwaukee broke the 2016-2017 Warriors record for the fastest clinch of a playoff berth in NBA history. So, I mean, without a doubt, they're definitely one of the best teams in the NBA right now. Other than them, maybe the Lakers, but they still seem to have more of a complete team compared to anybody else that I've seen, for sure. Now, is so. that record, was that broken because their their division is just weak, or are they just that good? I mean, obviously, like you said, they're a good team. Yeah, but I think it's because the their their conference is that week, and they have the most wins out of the whole league. Let me see the standings. Full disclaimer: I'm not much of an NBA guy. I don't know much yeah. about that's that's why we pulled Grayson in. Yeah, yeah, and soon Macker. Right. So they they're the only other teams that are in the East that are competing with them are the Raptics, Ra- Raptors, <laughs> Celtics, and Heat. And the Raptors only have 42 wins, and the Bucks have 50 wins. So they're eight wins in the lead. Bucks are 50 and eight. That's that is crazy. And then the Lakers are the second in the league with 44 wins. So, um, yeah, it's just they're just dominating. And the Lakers dominate the Pelicans. Uh, LeBron James going up for that layup. And, yeah, and Caruso stuffing his. Uh, Oh, you're talking about the the white knight, yeah. Through the through the legs without even looking. I was talking about the yeah. um, him stuffing his groin in that. Oh yeah, heart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was bad. Uh, yeah, Lakers beat him one eighteen to one oh nine. So I guess it's not too dominant, but definitely definitely a, a statement by LeBron. Like I'm still here. This is the new generation, obviously with Zion, um, but. LeBron saying, I'm still here. I'm still dominating the league. Also, the Pelicans' Mardi Gras jerseys were super dope. I hope they keep those around for a while. Yeah. Did you see that stat about Zion and LeBron playing against each other, which, like, I guess it was points scored or something paralleled exactly the first time. Or, no, it was it was the ages. 19-year-old Zion yeah. playing, was it 39-year-old LeBron? And it was parallel to MJ being 91 the first time that he played against Kobe. Kobe? Yeah, yeah, age. yeah. That's crazy. I can't remember the exact stat, but it was pretty cool. Same age, uh, and it was. I think they played about the same. Zion, I heard that Zion was playing better than – he's got better stats than LeBron's 
rookie year, like as far as starting out goes. One of the things that people have been bringing up about Zion too is how well he's started off. Like he seems to have no rookie mistakes or rookie jitters. Yeah, because they just threw him out in the middle of the season, basically, and he seems polished already. So well, it's just impressive because I mean, obviously he's a he's a freaking bulldozer he is huge right yeah so he can he will walk up to you he'll take the ball out of your hands <laughs> yeah it down. literally that's but what, he can yeah. also shoot so he's he's well-rounded yeah i yeah. uh, in i it's, haven't watched too too many games but you see the highlights and stuff yeah it's impressive he reminds me of a charles barkley but who can actually like shoot way better <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean like he gets the rebounds but he can also shoot from three so mcneese baseball crushed missouri um, that was yesterday on Wednesday. Absolutely, uh, so. and they made it back uh, with another little semi-viral video. Yeah, with yeah. Clayton Raspberry robbing that home run. That was crazy. He got he, up there. He that got was up. Awesome. I was just about to say that. Yeah, literally. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Moving on in baseball, the Astros have been continually pelted with balls during this these spring training games. One thing to note too is these guys they they keep getting booed every single game and these guys that really definitely weren't on the Astros in 2017 and might not even make the team like it's these the you know the G League or minor league of baseball these guys trying out for the Astros games are trying to just make the team and hoping that they can get on the Astros or getting booed by just random people at a spring training game yeah. at a spring training game like come on if the Astros would never have made it to the World Series and this would have came out, nobody would no. care at all. Nope. It's it's I've said it before, I'll say it again. The Astros are the MLB's scapegoat. And yeah. it's it's ridiculous because like you said, these players who weren't even on the team or who who are just getting pulled up for spring training won't even make the team right. are getting booed. Then there's Astros players who were who played, you know, whether it's 2017 on the team that cheated or in the past three years, you know, which which Garrett Cole has came out and said he didn't see anything in 2018 or 2019, which we've talked about on the show before, that there was no cheating in the past two years. But there's players like uh, Marisnik. He's on the Mets, and I think it's the Mets. Nobody's booing him. They're cheering him on. He was part of the team, but they're going to boo the rest of the team. Plus these players who, you know, who are – Hitting them with the with the pitches and stuff. Yeah, they're Bregman shaking their hit. hands before the game and like joking yeah. around with them and talking to them like they're friends. Yeah. It's almost like they're just trying to fit it all into the narrative. It's yeah. It's it's foolish. It's I, uh, there's not much more to say about yeah. it. I saw Bregman get hit the other day. It, it was like a air quotes a breaking ball. It hit him right in the shoulder blade. I was like, this is are we playing children now? You know? Obviously, like that's a hyperbolic just that's just a hyperbolic reaction from Twitter, you know. But I was like, these are these guys kids? Like, you're really going to hit a dude with a baseball because he cheated two years ago when the whole league was doing it? Like, what? It just it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, quick diversion here. Mm-hmm. What you think about Tebow playing with the Mets? Bro, yeah. He's been trying to get on that team for... Uh, yeah, it, in my what, opinion, five years too long. Yeah, yeah, at this point, I mean, it is. I don't, know. I don't I, understand. I, think, I don't understand why the Mets don't just sign them just to put just, yeah, butts in seats. Yeah. yeah, people would go because the Mets aren't. The Mets are. Well, they actually were good last year, huh? They were. 
I can't remember. Yeah. They were they were doing okay at the middle well, of the season. My my view on the whole Tebow stuff is absolutely great guy. Yeah. It's hard not oh, to root yeah. for him. Yeah. But also at the same time, I feel like everything he does is a marketing thing. Like yeah, I mean, almost yeah. everything that he does is absolutely geared towards, you know, Right. Like I said, marketing. I wonder if he's just been like a lifelong Mets fan forever and that's why he keeps trying, but maybe. I, don't know. I mean, he's practiced, he's done spring training with the team the past 2 years, and yeah. it is impressive that just after not playing since I think his sophomore or junior year of high school. Yeah. Just one year he, you know, he doesn't doesn't work out in the NFL. He's like, "Well, I'm gonna yeah. try MLB." I mean, I haven't played in 10 years right and then just hops in and immediately gets picked up i mean first pitch whenever he hopped on that triple a team or was it whatever team it was on first pitch that he ever you know played a baseball since his whatever sophomore junior year of high school Mm -hmm. hits a bomb takes it to the yard and i mean he's been consistently hitting home runs against you know some of these pitchers although stroh struck him out in the one pitch or the one at bat he had against the strohs so far this uh yeah, spring training, but I don't know. It's interesting. I th- yeah. I'd love to see him play in the league. Although I yep. don't know, I don't know if he's actually good enough to. Yeah, I I don't know. Like you said, it would definitely put butts in the seats. Yeah. Although I'm not sure if the Mets exactly have a problem selling tickets. Right. That's what I was gonna say. A, a, a lower marketed team. And I don't, I'm not really familiar with the lower market teams in baseball, so I'm not sure. But it seems like somebody would would want to sign him. He's been trying for so long. But it seems like every now and then, like you said, around the dog days of summer we hear some we get some viral minor league clip of him like going yard. Yeah. So Yeah. Yep. No, he's already hit uh I think two home runs so far in spring training this year. No kidding. But what re- I heard reading up on him, there was one thing that I was like, man, I didn't realize it. Well first of all, his whole backstory is a little just weird. Uh-huh. I mean, it's it's inspiring, but just very strange. I mean, he was homeschooled and played for a high school team just because Florida lets you do that, apparently. Uh-huh. And there's a bunch of controversy to that. But he, he had some award that he could have won. It was like the Playboy Athlete of the Year, some some kind of award that Playboy is going to honor him with for being, you know, such a sexiest such man. A, such, no, it was literally just for his athletics. Oh wow! And he denied it because it didn't coincide with his ideals. And I was like, Oh, uh, come on, dude! I mean, I understand. <laughs> I understand. Like you're you're selling it a hundred percent. Like you were the absolute Christian athlete. Mm-hmm. But it was like, it's a Playboy award. You, yeah. You know. Um. One thing too, going into this season that I've heard, um, Rawlings is the 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 company that makes like sports equipment and they they provide the baseballs for the MLB and the MLB bought them out so they own the company that makes their own baseballs and people were I heard on some I can't remember if it was Twitter or a podcast or something they were saying how that's that could be the reason why people have been hitting an astronomical amount of home runs is because the MLB is trying to pump some excitement, yeah. which uh, listen, I'm all for. If everybody can hit a home run, you know what I mean. It'd yeah. be it'd be bad if they were letting certain teams use certain balls. That would be unfair. But if if the whole league could just hit home runs, the problem is there will be less. Like every batter is just trying to hit it out of the park every time. That's the only thing. It, it yeah. might it might degrade the the. I guess going to a game might be boring, but seeing the clips 
I guess would be mm-hmm. better. It, I don't it know. really wouldn't be surprising either. I mean, yeah, from, no. from what we've seen across just every different, there, I feel like things like that have just been happening in every yeah. sort of league. It it wouldn't be surprising. And like you said, I mean, I wouldn't agree. I mean, I wouldn't disagree with it either. Baseball definitely needs some major changes. I was right. just reading an article earlier, and the whole entire first like two paragraphs was saying that it was titled something along the lines of like baseball, Major League Baseball is going to have major changes. Uh, whether it be good for it or not. And it was saying that they were going to implement a thing where home teams wouldn't necessarily get the last at-bat and the umpire would walk out and flip a bat or something oh, and one of the gosh. players would have to catch it. And oh, then after what? that, they would you know do the oh, whole yeah. one the, hand on the top. The backyard of, baseball? Yeah, Bro. One hand on top of the okay, other. Okay, I'm until, on board. <laughs> but the next, like the last sentence of the paragraph was like, but this is unlikely to ever happen because I just made that up. But you believed it because Major oh, League Baseball. You got me. <laughs> yeah, ma- it, it was saying Major League Baseball is just so absurd right now. They yeah. need a major change, and it would, you know, any that is no true. matter how silly it would be, it would just yeah. make sense right now. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see. Uh, That's like some XFL. Level. Yeah, and they're trying to change the uh, what the playoff structure too. It, it's going to be interesting to see how the MLB pans out over this this season for sure. Yeah, we still got a few more weeks till opening day, so. Hopefully these uh, Astros are going to go out there in football pads or something because they <laughs> keep getting hit. In other news, Deontay Wilder says that he was weighed down and weakened by his 45-pound Power Ranger costume that he wore to the ring. And um, it's kind of funny because it was the complete and total opposite for Fury. He literally got you know, brought to yeah. the ring on a throne. <laughs> so Yeah, the funniest thing about it is like, Obviously, I don't think that really played a part. I mean, maybe for me or you, carrying a forty-five pound or forty-pound costume yeah. would fatigue us. Absolutely, but a, a you know, he trains a top-tier athlete like that. Definitely not. He told Rogan he trains with forty-pound vests. He he boxes. He yeah. spars with forty-pound yeah. vests. Like what? It, it makes sense. Like it could make sense, but it doesn't. No, it, it's definitely well, not true. And uh, another thing too, he he fired his the guy that threw in that literally threw in a physical towel. I can't get over that. I don't know yeah. why, but the guy that that threw in the towel for him, he fired that guy too. Is like his assistant coach or something like that. So, well, um, I mean, I I understand that. Because he's a warrior. So in in his case, I understand it for sure. And and those those fighter, plenty of fighters say it too. They're like. Like I will die in the ring, right? You yeah. know they, and he said that I would. I think he said word for word something like, "I would rather I would die fighting or something like that before I surrender." Yeah. Or something. It like makes that. sense. I mean, if they if they want to go until the end, those, there's professional referees in there too. Like they're gonna stop it right. before it's I, too I, late. I think it was getting close. I, it was to getting. Stop. Yeah. yeah, I think I I think that it wouldn't it it wouldn't have gone another round. No, no doubt. Uh-uh. So I understand where he's mad about that. Right. I, I mean, absolutely. You feel like you have an obligation to protect, you know, protect right. your fighter. Yeah. And um, what I was just talking about earlier was, I think he lost the fight because he was getting punched in the face by one of the most freaking giant Goliath warriors on the face of the earth, Tyson Fury. If you haven't heard about his story, I would listen to the Rogan um, interview. Yeah. Uh, plug in another podcast. Wasn't or whatever, his, but his, was, his story is crazy wasn't he born and his dad was instantly like oh, yeah. like <laughs> which, like he's gonna be a fighter <laughs> yeah, yeah they were saying like people were calling bs on that but 
I mean, that's pretty I cool. See it, that's man. pretty cool. If like, his, the day his, he's born, he's gonna be the heavyweight champion. Yeah, his brother in the background going, "Jesus Christ!" That At was the end, that was so funny. All praise be to the one and only true God, Jesus Christ. But that was uh, hilarious. Yeah, the oh yeah, his story. Um, he after a few fights, I can't remember. I think it was Klitschko after his Klitschko fight. Or maybe it was before. He was like 400 pounds. He was testing positive for cocaine. The boxing commission in the UK suspended him because he was on drugs. And like they, they, he was suicidal at one point and he had to like fight his way back from that. And then the first fight coming back, I think that's what it was. It was after the Klitschko fight. His first fight was the Wilder fight, which was whatever, you know, last year or yeah, yeah, last year. Um, which that fight was incredible. So it's just incredible his his story. And um, I Deontay Wilder said that he's exercising his exercising his rematch clause for this summer, and I cannot wait for. Yeah. The only thing is, I think Tyson Fury figured him out. I think that's mm-hmm. that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, it like, might not be very exciting to watch. Yeah. I mean, I will watch it, but yeah. And didn't uh didn't Fury interview with and, and no free ads Barstool. Didn't he have an interview with them like right before the fight, and they asked him if you win, like what you gonna do? And, yeah. and he was basically saying like, "Oh, I'm gonna, you know, lots of cocaine and lots of cheap hookers." <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I didn't that see was it. A, maybe that was an old interview. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Also, Wilder had Canes as his sponsor. One love. Um, last thing, the Olympics coming up this summer. The vice president of the International Olympic Committee, Dick Pound, said that they have until July to get the coronavirus under control or they will have to cancel the Olympics. I mean, it makes perfect sense to me that they found a case, according to my sources, they found a case in California um, a couple days ago. So it's officially in America at this point. Yeah, they're monitoring over 700 people in New York right now, too. So, yeah. I mean, God, really? No, no, com- me, no confirmed cases, but yeah, but they're monitoring over like, seven hundred people. It, even if you feel sick, like you might even just have the flu, yeah. but you still have to like you know yep. think. And the Olympics is one thousand percent just like a melting pot of the entire world, really. Like yeah. people from across the the entire there, yeah, world. Yeah, weren't they so. saying uh, that? Well, there was for sure a golf tournament over there, or. I think it was a golf tournament where they they kept the tournament going, but they just said no spectators can go. So oh, wow. I mean, I think worst case scenario they would do that with the Olympics, just no yeah, spectators so. there, only the athletes, and which would be we'd have be to a watch very in, boring Olympics. Yeah, we'd have yeah. to watch in hazmat suits from our living room. Where is it this year? It's in Tokyo. Yeah. Okay, so that makes sense because they're right by China. So yeah. I could say they that. may have until you said July. July. Yeah. They may have until July to decide. Whether or not they're going to have, have the June. Olympics, yeah. but they don't need to wait that long to decide who no. has the best name of the year. Oh. <laughs> definitely Dick Pound. Dick Pound, yeah, absolutely. One last thing, XFL. Oh yeah, not much news. Uh, I mean, we talked about it three days, four days ago. Yeah, but our we tickets punched, punched our tickets. They're bought. Yeah, row two. We're going to be right up and close. Oh yeah. Hopefully we'll be able yep. to get to see Houston Roughnecks in them. versus the Seattle Dragons. Yeah, that would be pretty neat if we yeah. saw 
which uh, shout out Jeffrey. The Houston Roughnecks are going to beat the Battlehawks this weekend uh, coming up, so that'll be a good game to wait, watch too. No, wait, did you say the Dragons? No, I thought the Roughnecks were playing the Battlehawks. No, the Roughnecks oh. don't play the Battlehawks again until obviously the championship because that's what uh. it's going to be. And <laughs> the Roughnecks are going to win. No, they're playing the Dragons. Gotcha. No. Okay, okay. That I thought... was it. Dragons or Viper? Okay. We got it pulled up. The Seattle Dragons take on the St. Louis Battlehawks this weekend. So, um, and the Roughnecks have the Renegades. That should be a good game to watch on uh, Sunday. So, yeah. If there's one game I'm worried about for the rest of the season, it'd be it'd be probably this one, this weekend though, yeah. with the Renegades. Just because. Gotcha. And excuse me, I'm eating uh-huh. <laughs> Reese's mini cups right now. Uh-huh. But whoa, no free ads, no free ads. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm eating candy. <laughs> no, nah, whatever. But yeah. Just because the uh, the Roughnecks definitely kept it pretty close with the Vipers last weekend, and the Vipers is supposed to be trash. Yeah. But then again, they're still looking solid. We thought DC was the best team on the planet, and they lost last week. So yeah, by a lot. Never know what's gonna they happen. Got, they got destroyed. The Battlehawks are looking very solid right now. Though. Yeah. So I think I think it's gonna end up being the Roughnecks Battlehawks. Go ahead and that would be dope. Punch my ticket right there. Yeah, punch yeah. You my got a future. You got a future on that. Yeah. Call your book, you guys. Except yeah. whatever Grayson bets, like we said last time, <laughs> bet against that. And just to bring it all the way back around again, really quick before we wrap this up, mm-hmm. uh, I was reading today that Tom Brady's agent has not been contacted by the Patriots yet, and he was saying how he wanted to be talked to. They like they wanted to have a conversation at the combine before the combine was over. They still have not been contacted by the Patriots. Dang. And they were saying that could be a bad sign for him going back. Yeah. So. Even though there was a verbal committal. One thing's for sure, the Brady legacy will forever be with the Patriots for sure. I mean, all those Mm -hmm. Super Bowl runs they went on and stuff like that. Hopefully one day he'll be remembered as much as Charlie Thompson is remembered at LSU. But, you know, that's going to be tough. Also, I... I'm pretty sure I read something saying that Philip Rivers sources are saying that Philip Rivers is going to the Colts. Oh, uh, that could work. Not confirmed, but they were saying like a two year deal. Like it's yeah. Sources speculating yeah. that that the it's been talking that yeah. they've been talking him going there for a two year deal and them still like drafting a quarterback to work with. Him Holy moly! Dang. That maybe, would be maybe so not. I don't know, but that's I could see. What I, I could read. see him and Brissett working together, so they use you know both of them. That'd be crazy if they drafted another quarterback. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Yeah, but sources saying that that's where it's he's, it's so there's so much. Um, I thought he was just going to retire. I mean, me I thought too. He was just yeah, done. still got a little bit of fight left in him. Gosh darn it. Yep. <laughs> Tom Brady is not going to surpass Drew Brees' records. I know he wants. I know Drew. Uh, Tom Brady wants. Two more years, and I'm pretty sure Drew just wants one. But yeah, it'll be a race this year. We didn't really hear much once once Drew Brees passed um, Peyton's record this past year. I thought there was going to be like a neck and neck graphic that they would make for him and Brady, but I don't think I think uh, that I didn't see any. You know what I mean? Because Brady's right behind him. I'm pretty sure for that. I can't remember what it was. It was like touchdown passes. Yeah, and they yeah. and they both got wiped out of the playoffs so yeah, quick, pretty they, fast. You know, that is neither true. Neither of them were able to get an edge on each other. So. Yeah, one thing's for sure: I can't wait for football to start back up, even though it's like eighteen yeah. months away. And but we still, still, yeah, it's still, still going on. XFL. I was yeah. just thinking about that though, especially because like I feel like this show is well, I mean, 
of course, Matthew already is already like completely up to his neck in facts and yeah, stats football from, knowledge. from the very first football game ever in the history of the right. world till yeah. now. So he he's basically got it, but especially for me, and I'm sure you some too, yeah. it's actually forcing me to learn a little bit more Absolutely. about the fundamentals. And I've never paid more attention to McNeese football sports than I do now you know it's, this is yeah, definitely now been a every little experience. bit of news or every game where, where yeah. a player does what like I, I could probably name over half the roster for each sport right? not <laughs> yeah. football football's very yeah it's still got a ways team. to go yeah but and Frank we trust oh we just yeah we didn't yeah. talk about yeah. the Kentucky quarterback yeah yeah transferring to McNeese yeah dual threat all I know is he, he's basically like a grad student now, and I guess he has his two years of eligibility left. And yeah. so he was like, might as well go to McNeese. Yeah. Fresh fresh program, can't make it to the playoffs, so this will be probably a fun year. A building year. They'll probably, yeah. yeah, they'll probably just be working out kinks the whole year yeah. and next year. I can't wait. It'd be awesome to get them on the show, too. And they'll they'll probably all, all the coaches leave after <laughs> two years. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how college sports work, too, sometimes, so. Yep, exciting exciting stuff around McNeese for sure, and which is definitely new. We've never had, especially since we've been at McNeese, we've never had this much um, hype around the, the football team at all, really. <laughs> so yeah. I'm excited. That's one thing, too, like you were saying, um, the knowledge that I've gained from doing this, like this, this uh, podcast definitely wouldn't be the same without Matthew's Unlimited yeah. knowledge on well, football, 1973. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. And we love that you guys enjoy it, too. We've heard awesome things here recently around Mardi Gras and stuff. It's super exciting to hear that people are enjoying it. And um, always, you know, tweet us out, DM us any suggestions you have and things like that. We always like to hear from you guys. So thank yep. you all for listening. And remember... Whenever Tom Brady goes to the Raiders, <laughs> you all have to text me and say, Gunner, you were right. You were right. Wow. I've been saying this for... Don't worry. You don't have to say that in your drafts or anything because that's not going to happen. So. Well, when it does. <laughs> and the Big Daddy's Challenge? Oh, still yeah. On. Yeah, still on. Go if, listen to our last episode. No yeah. more details than that. Yep, yep. All righty. Thank you guys for listening. See you all later.